The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. Lord Vader, this is an unexpected pleasure. I'm honored by your presence. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. I'm here to put your podcast back on schedule. I assure you, Lord Vader, my hosts are recording as fast as they can. Perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. I tell you, this episode will be released as planned. The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the Dark Times podcast. Sam, welcome back. We we missed. We a are week. here. I'm. I hope I'm so you're feeling better, be Stephen. I am. Let me tell you, Sam. I, I don't know how many ear infections you've had, but this one must None. have I'm been perfect. Like, okay, good. That I'm glad to hear it because the, <laughs> <laughs> this was. I was literally in so much pain. Like I was taking the maximum amount of ibuprofen that one could take in a single day. I was doped up. Like twelve. Yeah, like like <laughs> yeah. I think it was like twelve. Yeah, it's like yeah. I took like four. I took. Th- Four pills three times, I think. Yep, that's 12. Welcome to the Dark Times Podcast. I'm Steven. I'm Sam. And we're back. We're back. We're we're back in action. We, we're sorry we missed last week, but we're feeling great now, and, and we're, we're taking a crack at it. Um, we are going to open up with some listener responses. We've got a tweet here from yes. Twitter user at Hedgehog39. A tweet that Steven and I were unsure about, and, you know, we'll yeah. do our best... But we'd love to hear what everyone else has to say about it. Oh yeah, no, I had to look into this one, and I, I think it's it's kind of a simpler one than than anyone was expecting. But yeah, I'll go ahead and read the tweet. Uh, sure, here's one that I was never able to figure out in the Legacy Era campaign guide. One of the uses of biotech specialist is to add device to creature. Page thirty five, enabling a bioengineered creature to get enhanced. Is a bioengineered creature a specific template or just a GM hand wave? Um, at Hedgehog39, that's a fantastic question. I looked at the biotech specialist feat in the Legacy Era campaign guide. Uh, prerequisite, you must be trained in mechanics. The effect, you can modify a biotech device, suit of armor, weapon, or vehicle, so that it gains a specific trait. You can only perform one modification at a time unless otherwise noted. You cannot gain more than one benefit to a single device, suit of armor, weapon, or vehicle, and you cannot apply the same benefit more than once. There's a bunch more text here detailing the specific cost of it. Sam, this feat smells a lot like tech specialist to me. It and, does. And I think it is just tech well, it's like specialist. biotech specialist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the shit, you're right. I guess it's not that crazy. <laughs> this this seems like tech specialist, but for like Vong shit. Um We've talked about the use on Vong a little bit. Uh, the use on Vong use biotech, this sort of like organically grown technology to enhance their their weapons and and all sorts of stuff. They're a very technophobic, uh, warlike race. That's about all I know about them. But there's some serious use on Vong fans out there. Yeah. The trait in question: add device to creature. Reads: alter a bioengineered creature to accept a biotech or standard technological enhancement such as a miniaturized sensor pack. Um, there's no other real reference to a bioengineered creature in the game. Searching it on the wiki, it doesn't really return anything that would suggest that there is. Um, so I think that our, our friend here at Hedgehog, at Hedgehog 39, I almost said, at Hedgehog sixty nine, um, <laughs> uh, I don't think the bioengineered creature is anything more than just that, just a, a GM hand wave. Maybe there's certain creatures that are bioengineered at, that are out there that you can add a device to. Maybe there's some that are not. Maybe um, there's examples in the Legacy uh, Era campaign guide that tells you something. I, I assume it means in the context. I wonder if it means like vehicles because the vehicles are. You apply the living vehicle template to a vehicle to make it a bioengineer a biotech vehicle. Yeah, but there's see that's the thing is this these are device traits and we already have separate vehicle traits mm. here. So I'm not certain that's the case. I don't oh. think that template turns it into a creature either. Oh, so is it saying so you add 
a bio a bioengineered device to a creature, is it saying you're putting like a normal device, making it a biotech device, and then adding that to a creature? That isn't what it says. It says alter a bioengineered creature. So you aren't bioengineering the creature. You have already acquired one. It's already which, bioengineered. Yeah. To accept a biotech or standard technological enhancement, such as a miniaturized sensor pack. I imagine you're taking some kind of weird dog and stapling like electrobinoculars a real frankenweenie like situation exactly um so do what you will with what a bioengineered creature is i'd say it, it, you could be very very lenient on that um even a creature that you are about to bioengineer i i think is appropriate here uh yeah that's that's all i got for this one <laughs> uh of course if you have other thoughts then please reach out. Please Put write in, in the... Vongheads. We need your help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was uh, shitting diapers around the time that the, that the use on Vong were at their peak in popularity. So do do with that what you will. I don't know a whole lot about them. Yeah, um, that's about it. We and have that's for it for the stuff. episode. All right, <laughs> have a good night, everyone. Shut up. That's what we have for <laughs> listener stuff. We've got uh, a build later, but I'll. Uh, Steven was talking about we wanted to do um, droids, like a full droid breakdown. Yeah, our good friend was like, have you guys done a droid episode yet? And you know what? We haven't. So here we are. So droids, you know, you know them, you love them. C-3PO, R2-D2, yeah. HK-47. Oh, don't get me there going some... <laughs> on HK-47. I love there that There are guy. some great droids out there in the Star Wars universe. And also, I personally feel that Swissy has kind of done a very good job of putting droids in sort of the player perspective, the player. I, I agree. I agree. I think playing a droid and just the options available to someone who chooses to play a droid are fantastic. I think they really nailed it um, here in saga edition. Stuff I, I, like compared to like a fifth edition, like war forged or like Pathfinder oh, first edition where they're kind of like yeah species, but, but they just, Talk like a robot, and they yeah, are. Yeah, it's robot. like, oh, you're metal. You're metal now. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're. That's a good point. I didn't really consider it compared to other TTRPGs. But yeah, playing a droid in, in Swissy is a really unique thing with a lot of uh, very special implications that that I, I think are brought along with it. My one piece of advice about playing a droid, I think, especially the newer players, is that, and you're you're gonna love this one, Sam. I don't think your first Swissy character should be a droid. <laughs> <laughs> When you're laughing, because... Well, actually, tell everyone why you're laughing. Because my first Swissy character was a droid. Exactly. I had um, you and, build him, but... I Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I did build him for you. And, it, like, it was fine. We It worked out. Like, there, there was nothing, I don't think, intrinsically wrong with, with Fry, who... No. Deserves his own discussion, I think. Oh, absolutely, he does. Um, God, yeah, we should talk about that later. But, yeah, a droid kind of introduces an additional layer of complexity uh, to something that is, you know, building a character for the first time in Swissy, already pretty complex. You know, it's it's not it's not a cakewalk. Um, so let's open up our discussion about droids with droid traits. Uh, these are a set of, like, values that every droid has. Uh, there's three or kind of three and a half or four different ways to make a droid that we'll discuss in a minute. But right now we'll, we'll talk about So these about are like the, the overarching constants. That yeah. Droids, every droid. Have. It's absolutely. You couldn't, I couldn't put it better myself. Every droid, no matter what you do, will have these things in common. Number one on the list is ability modifiers. This is very interesting and already pretty fucking quirky. If you ask me, droids are non-living entities, so they do not have constitution scores. Period. That's it. You don't have a constitution score. What the hell? What does that mean? Con was my dump stat anyway. Who cares? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever you're thinking, um, it'll make sense in a second. Uh, all droids can speak, read, and process binary, as well as one understand as well as understand one language chosen by their designer. Uh, usually basic, but that's yeah. cool that droids get an automatic binary language. Absolutely, and and they can. It's universal. They can speak to all droids in their cute little droid tongue. Uh, in many campaigns, this always comes in handy sometime or another. The ability to speak binary. However, um, not all droids can speak other languages. You do no, have vocabulators the, for that. That's which correct. Which we'll droid accessories and stuff. Later. Yeah, droid accessories are a whole world on their own that I'm honestly looking forward to uh, to, to getting into. 
The next uh, and very interesting droid trait that's out there is um, this. This one's often overlooked, I think. Behavioral inhibitors, and this is where we start getting into like role playing a droid, can be a very unique and interesting experience. Droids, except fourth degree droids, cannot intentionally harm a sentient living being or knowingly allow a sentient living being to be harmed. Furthermore, all droids must follow orders given to them by their rightful owners, as long as those orders don't require the droid to harm a sentient living being. Droids with heuristic processors, again, more on those later, can sometimes violate these restrictions by creatively interpreting their behavioral inhibitors. <laughs> so that's something to keep in mind. If you're playing an astromech, you know, with a with a basic processor, you're not going to be able to harm other sentient beings. That's something that is inhibited in your behavior that you can actually do. Something to keep in mind as we go forward. Oh, and uh, I said fourth degree droid there. We will talk about de- the droid degrees, degrees as well. A fourth degree droid is effectively a weapon, but we'll we'll go over that later. You want to hit us up with the next one, Sam? Sure. Since droids are comprised mostly of electronics, they do have ion damage vulnerability. So they take the same, they take normal amount of damage, whereas living beings take less damage from ion uh, weapons. Yes, indeed. Uh, think of it as if you know if you're familiar with using stun weapons on sentient beings like humans or anything like that, then kind of it's kind of the same using st- uh, ion weapons on droids. So if, if it takes them, it takes them down an additional step on the condition track. Yep, they'll take full damage from that ion weapon and move down two steps on the condition track where they normally move down one. Uh, maintenance. This is another fun one. Droids don't sleep, eat, or breathe. However, they do need to enter shutdown mode and recharge for one hour after a hundred hours of operation. I want. How many game masters keep track of that? <laughs> I kind of just assume that the droid gets some rest in while all the other flesh bags are sleeping. They like, don't have to though. They don't have to though. Um, but I, I always imagine like, just maybe what if in the middle of your turn, your game master was like, sorry, uh, Sam, gotta make that hour 100. Check. Yeah. Um, if a droid fails to recharge for one hour, um, after a hundred hours of operation, it must make an endurance check each hour, DC 10 plus one per additional hour after the first or move down one persistent step along the condition track. This persistent condition can only be removed by the droid recharging for one hour. So that's that's like a limitation, though not one that's likely to come up in a long time. If the party's like stranded wandering on a desert world, then I could see that coming. However, I do like the idea of you can have it written in in you know in system that you can find a droid that has been deactivated from not recharging. Absolutely, that could be a plot hook. Uh, What's What's really cool about droids is skills, feats, and talents on by droids, hero or not, or like non-player character droids, can be mm-hmm. reprogrammed using the use computer skill. Um, a droid hero can use its own use computer skill to perform reprogramming, but it takes a minus five doing it on itself, like a like using a treat injury on yourself takes a minus five. However, if a droid's ever sub- subjugated to a complete memory wipe, you become a basic model of droid, losing all levels and abilities gained. It's it's so cool because I think this is. Probably the only instance in Swissy of like rules is written like skill, feet, and talent retraining. Like that, oh, that's yeah. something that's something per raw, ninety percent sure only droids can do. Oh, uh, yeah. Which which is super 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 fun. Um, there's lots of interesting rules um, covering memory wipes. There's like a bunch. There's like a table for we might not get into it today, but you can like put a droid's personality in like a different model and like erase parts of it or like. <laughs> Uh, oh. or or like all of it it's it, droid memory is surprisingly complex in the system that's all covered on the um processor systems page on in the core rule book um worth checking out i think especially if you need to move your your droid soul into a different shell <laughs> droids are non-living which means they're immune to poison disease radiation non-corrosive atmospheric hazards vacuums and mind affecting effects stunning effects, and any other effect that only works on living targets. Droids have no connection to the Force and can't gain the Force sensitivity feat or learn Force powers. Boo! (laughs) Boo, play a shard! (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, we should go over shards too. I think they're worth mentioning in here, at least as a footnote. Droids do not have a constitution score, so they don't get bonus hit points for having a high constitution. They apply their strength modifier... To their fortitude defense. Very important to remember that one. 
Unlike living beings, droids don't die, but they can be disabled or destroyed. Droids do not gain an ability bonus to constitution-based skill checks and may not take feats or talents with a constitution prerequisite. If a droid is reduced to zero hit points, it is disabled and cannot be reactivated until it is repaired so that it has at least one hit point. If the attack that reduced the droid to zero hit points also exceeds the droid's damage threshold, the droid is destroyed instead, much like a vehicle or piece of equipment. A destroyed droid cannot be repaired or salvaged. Uh, speaking of repaired. Yeah. <laughs> droids can only regain hit points. They don't get natural healing. They don't, they don't use treat injury. They can only regain hit points through mechanics. Um, you know, just like treat injury, though, you get a minus five doing it on yourself as a droid, but other players can do it on you at normal, at a normal I, skill check. There's a droid talent that eliminates that. Uh, there is that penalty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can, we're gonna have, we have a whole list of talents later down in line. I think it's an independent droid talent, actually. N- nice. Uh, shut down. <laughs> this is a good one. A droid that is shut down can take no actions and is effectively unconscious. Shutting down a willing droid is a standard action, just like when I, I think, is it, is it Han? Or no, it's Leia that reaches over and switches off C-3PO in the middle of one of his little episodes, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think it's in, um, is that an Empire? It might be I think it's Empire. I think it's Empire. Because he's been bitching through the whole asteroid field escape, yeah. right? And, and I, I think Han eventually just tells someone to turn him off. So funny. Shutting down an unwilling droid is more difficult, requiring you to grab the droid and then make a mechanics check. DC equal to the droid's will defense as a standard action while it's grabbed. Uh, you cannot shut down an unwilling droid with locked access unless it is disabled or otherwise helpless. Locked access is another droid accessory. We'll cover that one down the line. Uh, so, <laughs> droids cannot use any skill untrained except for acrobatics, climb, jump, and perception. A droid with a heuristic processor ignores this limitation because oh, those okay. droids can kind of learn. That's why. I. I didn't, that makes sense. I actually didn't know about this one, that the droids could not make untrained checks, um, except with, with those you just said. I, but obviously it never came up because we have like almost exclusively dealt with droids with heuristic processors. I'm pretty the sure. The thing is a lot of skills, uh, don't let you use them untrained. You have to be trained anyway. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Most skills. I, think, I think for like mechanics and use mechanics computer. is the big one. Yeah. I'm not sure about use computer, but let me, fuck, I got to know now. Use computer. You can. Make untrained. Oh wow! Yeah, when you well, when you, you issue when you issue routine commands, you can do that untrained. Which okay, but sense. other stuff. Yeah, yeah, other stuff is is most is pretty much all trained only. Um. Okay. Cool. And then the last one is just systems. Droids can change themselves and install new bits with with droid systems, and we'll we'll cover droid systems, which is very cool. Oh yeah the the customizability you have when you play a droid is is pretty ludicrous. What kind of droid can I play, Steven? Well, that's a great question, Sam. Uh, there's kind of a branching path ahead of you as a droid player as to exactly what options you have. Um, what I think is probably the most simplest and straightforward is called the droid chassis system. Uh, this was introduced in Saga Edition's Scavenger Guide to Droids. Really, really good book. I strongly recommend reading it cover to cover if you like droids or like playing droids or want to feature a lot of droids in your campaign. Lots of really cool stuff. A lot of funny. They have like, I can't remember his name. It's like, uh, I don't know, let's call him fucking Jimmy. There's like commentary from like droid oh, yeah, salesmen yeah, in the yeah. book. It's really cool. It's it's pasted on the wiki too, but like in the book, it's just, it's fun. It's nice. Real cool flavor. So the, the this is the droid chassis system. You've got a number of options at your disposal here. Astromech droid, battle droid, labor droid, mechanic droid, medical droid, probe droid, protocol droid, and service droid are all the chassis you can choose from. Each of these have their own unique ability modifiers. Astromech has plus two int, minus two to charisma. Um, I think that's appropriate. Astromechs are very intelligent, very useful to have around, but kind of bastards a little bit some of the time, you know? I like... uh, Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, that's all I had to say. Astromechs are a little bit of bastards sometimes. They are, they are. Um, I like this. I like this. The droid chassis system kind of streamlines the it sort does. of like choosing a droid as a speed. What they do is they kind of take all the different chassis and make them individual species. Yeah, you would select one of these. Yeah, you you would select one of these chassis as you would a species uh, that like in like oh fuck do I want to be a Twi'lek? Do I want to be a Zabrak? Do I want to be an astromech droid chassis? Um, they come with their own degree. We'll go over degree in a sec. Their own ability modifiers. And you get your own nice little bundle of bonus equipment. 
Um, for example, I'll just stay on the astromech droid chassis because why not? Uh, you get the following droid systems included with your, your astromech droid chassis. You get wheeled locomotion, walking locomotion, magnetic feet, heuristic processor, six tool appendages, one claw appendage, an astrogation buffer that holds five memory units. I assume that's astrogation data. Yeah. A diagnostics package and two kilograms of internal storage. Those are both droid accessories. Shit. Oh, and there's now, additional abilities as well here. Yes. But I have you a question have, for you, Stephen. Oh, yes. Go right ahead. Uh, would you call a gun a tool? You know, that comes <laughs> up. That comes up quite a bit. Can you mount a weapon on a tool appendage? And Sam, let me read you some text from the tool appendage. Tool appendages are somewhat sturdier than instruments. A droid must make a DC-15 dex check to lift, carry, or drag objects for which its tools were not designed. The GM might rule that particularly delicate objects have a higher DC. If the check fails, the droid drops the object. Who cares about that? Here's the meat that I really wanted to tell you. (laughs) Weapons mounted on a droid are considered tool appendages unless otherwise noted. A tool appendage does not include the cost of a tool or weapon mounted to it. So. Your question was, can I mount weapons on my six tool appendages for an astromech droid? My answer to you is, yeah, probably. You're small, so that's something to consider when you're choosing the kind of weapons you can put in there. But perhaps even more importantly, as an astromech droid, well, baby, you're a second degree droid. You can't go around killing unless there's something really wrong with you. Oh, Steven, I have a heuristic processor, though. So, the heuristic processor is not a license to kill. <laughs> Being a fourth-degree droid is a license to kill. Meatbag. <laughs> the heuristic processor merely allows you to creatively interpret your instructions as a droid. Though, when we get to talking about the independent droid prestige class, we will throw all of this out the window as when you're an independent droid, you function as you would any other meat bag. But better, because you're a droid. Um, a couple other things you get from uh, droid chassis, uh, in the case of the Astromech droid chassis, which we're highlighting here, you get hardwired design, which means if you're, it means you're trained in mechanics. That's it. Bingo. It's a bonus trained skill, so you get that on top of anything you're entitled to from your heroic class. But wait, there's more. You get a conditional bonus feat. An astromech droid with mechanics or use computer as a trained skill can select skill-focused mechanics or skill-focused use computer as a bonus feat. An astromech droid can only take one of these bonus feats. So, pretty sick. For free, Sam. For free, I'm getting trained in mechanics and skill-focused mechanics. Just for deciding to be an astromech droid. (laughs) Pretty fucking good! Very few other species where you can say that. And then, of course, you can speak binary. Um, you're a small guy. You're just a small little guy. You have a plus one bonus to your reflex defense, plus five to stealth checks. You have a base speed of six squares when you use wheeled locomotion. And you have four squares when you use your walking. You know, when R2 does his little waddle thing? I oh, yeah. I fucking love that. I love so it. So good. And magnetic feet. So you can go hey, on the outside of ships. Just like, okay, Phantom Menace, right? Yeah. I love the scene with all, I love the scene with all the astromechs rolling out to save the day. That shit is so cool. And, <laughs> and then all and of then, them get destroyed except they R2. They all get <laughs> fucking torched except R2 because yes, even R2 is a Mary Sue. <laughs> Steven, tell me about custom droids. I don't want to play custom- astromech. I'm so, I'm fucking sick of it. I hate R2-D2. He's a Mary Sue. I want to play a custom droid. How do I fucking okay. do it? All right. Well, let's let's say your vision for a player character droid is way cooler than anything ever offered by George Schmucking Lucas. George Schmucking Lucas? George Schmucking Lucas didn't envision anything that's cool enough for your purposes. So now it's time for you to shine. You're making a custom droid. Um, this can be a little advanced, a little confusing, and really, really powerful if left unchecked. Uh, game masters, keep a close eye on the amount the um, the droid systems your player selects because this may get out of hand very quickly, but it can also be very fun. Say you want to play a custom droid. First step, per usual, baby, determine ability scores. You have three options for this in Saga Edition. 
your game master will tell you which of these to use. So don't just choose one on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, preferably don't, not. Don't don't be the guy who said, "Oh yeah, I, I rolled my scores," and you have like at least fifteen and everything. You'd hate, you know, no, I'd hate to be the only guy who did point by in a standard array <laughs> uh, game. That just makes you a dick. <laughs> makes it makes you a total dick. Yeah, uh, roll forty six five times. Oh. Keeping the discarding the lowest die each time, add the remaining three dice and assign the result to any one of your five abilities. Sam, yep. only five abilities? Well, you're a droid. No con, baby. No con. Planned generation. This is my preferred method. All of your ability scores start at eight, and you have 21 points to spend to increase them. Uh, this is, you know, read up on this before you do it. As it's, opposed to hey, the normal 25 that you would get. Exactly. The. The 21 is the key here. You have less than normal. Why is that, Sam? Because you don't have constitution again. Because you don't have con. What do you know? No con. All droid, no con. And then standard score package, 15, 14, 13, 12, 10. Assign those as you like. Oh, no, why is there only five? No constitution. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know why by now, you, you honestly, we. Who am I even talking to? (laughs) Yeah. And then you must select a degree. Well, godly gee giddly gosh, Sam, here we are at, at degrees. We gotta talk to the people about degrees. Isn't that the thing with Kevin Bacon? Or am I... <laughs> or am I, am I unsure? The, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, 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 the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Two is R2, three is C3PO, <laughs> four is a B1 battle droid. No, I'm so the... <laughs> Droid degrees organize droids into, like, standard models that are regulated and understood in different ways and categorized throughout the Star Wars universe. First-degree droids are medical and analytical droids. Second-degree droids are mechanical and technical droids. Those are the guys who will work on your speeder or whatever. Pit droids. Astromech droids. Astromech droids. Uh, Third-degree droids, that's protocols and domestic droids. That's C-3PO baby. Um, The silver uh, C-3PO protocol droid model that you see on Bespin and TC-14, my man. Oh! Oh, no, isn't the TC-14 default. the one from uh, Episode 1, actually? Oh, shit. I don't know. We're gonna look like clowns now. No, I'm TC-14. right. TC-14. You're right? You're right? Oh, that's, that, that's, the, that's the Phantom Menace one. Yeah, yeah I was TC-14. right. TC-14. Very good, very good, very good. Uh, fourth degree droid models, security and battle droids. Keep in mind, these were the only droids that we mentioned before, that are able to kill out of the box. Keep that in mind going forward. Um, it's actually kind of a two-edged sword that I think a lot of game masters should be aware of. You should probably treat the fourth-degree droid in your party as a weapon. And if the party's going anywhere where weapons are restricted, almost certainly fourth-degree droids would be uh, would be restricted as well. I mean, think about that. Um, maybe you'll have to slap on an inhibitor chip onto that droid, or what's the thing I'm thinking? Uh, um, the 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 well, not well, the restraining well, bolt. The restraining the chips bolt. are for the are for the clones, Stephen. You're right. You're right. I was thinking <laughs> of the clones. Uh, fifth degree droids are labor and utility droids. I think of like big cargo droids with massive arms, hydraulically lifting boxes around, stuff like that. Um, you can choose to be any of these as a as a custom droid, and they have different ability modifiers associated with them. For example, I think a fourth degree droid's ability modifiers are plus two to dex, minus two to charisma. Does that sound right? And minus two to int. Oh, and minus two to int. Bingo bongo, you got it. Okay. Uh, moving on. You've selected your degree. Uh, you can choose to be small. You can be a little guy. You can be just a tiny little dude. Well, not tiny, small. Or you can be medium. Uh, there's, of course, bonuses and penalties associated with being small. What I've always wondered, Sam, is why can't you be large? Because large droids are overpowered, dude. Why? I believe you, get, you. You get more rage. You get you get better strength sto- strength score for being large. It's just oh, not. God. There's there's like maybe one species that lets you almost be large. I don't think there's any species. No, that no, no. There's... There's large species out there. Really? There are, there's there's a good number. There's a good number. Herglix. Herglix are large? They are, yeah. Herglix are large, baby. Let me see. What's, what's some more large species? Huts. <laughs> Everyone wants to play a hut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh no, that's that that's a homebrew one. Let me see. Large large species. I know there's not many uh non-homebrew, not many um official large species. Gendai, Gendai here. Gendai are large. Gendai are large, wow. but they're like I, I don't know, like I don't know how, if I'd allow a Gendai player character. That shit's like scary. <laughs> I just think large large droids are overpowered, dude. I, you know, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, obviously, they would have allowed it if they didn't think that large droids would be a problem. Um, and with how rare large player characters are, I, I, I can, I, I can see that. If you're, if you want to do a large droid, let get get back to us and and tell us. Yeah, I want to hear your tell us if a, Yeah, yeah. Tell tell us tell us how it ruined your game and and made everyone cry. <laughs> Playing large <laughs> droid. <laughs> um. And then, and then next, of course, you choose a heroic class as you would normally. Your first level, however, cannot be in Jedi. Don't do it. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> it says it says right here, Can't right be a here Jedi. in the core book. It's called. Let me let me find the let me find it. I, I will find the exact wording because I actually did not know about this until this morning. You are first level in one heroic class of your choice. You cannot choose the Jedi heroic class. Now this has been a matter of debate for some time. You can choose the Jedi class as a droid, but not you at can. first level. But not at first level because, because force sensitivity is not. It would grant you force sensitivity, and that's an absolute no no. But your second level can be Jedi, and you can take absolutely efficiency lightsabers. Damn right, baby, go fucking ham! Don't let anyone tell you that that's not allowed. General Grievous. Totally has levels in Jedi. <laughs> I've been trained in your Jedi arts by Count Duke. General Grievous like, is a cyborg, Stephen. He's not a droid. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> well, then I don't know. Maybe you want to play like a like a Jedi Academy training. You can lightsaber droid. see. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, absolutely. Or uh, what's his name? Proxy from uh, Force Unleashed. Oh yeah, Proxy's Proxy's a great example. I love Proxy. He's so cool. I Except he, he can use Force block. powers, which is kind of weird. Can he use force powers? Yeah, because I thought he had, he replicates I he like, Jedi. I thought he had like special tech that let him kind of like oh, repu- simulate repel force people. Power. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I think he had like repulsor lifts or something like that. That's fucking sick. Um, I love him. He has a he has a stat block though. He does have a stat block. Yeah, that's pretty sick. It is very, and cool. he has levels in Jedi. He has nine levels in Jedi. Get fucked. <laughs> nine levels in Jedi. <laughs> he has nine levels in Jedi. Oh yeah, there, there's the talent we were talking about earlier. Uh, repair self. That's a, that's on the autonomy talent tree and independent droid talent yeah. trees. Let's we'll talk about independent droid in just a little bit here. See, we're not done we're with still, my custom droid. We're not done with your custom droid. He's just sitting there out on the table. Um, so you've chosen your heroic class. Now here comes the fun part. You get a thousand credits, a thousand credits of monopoly money to spend on droid systems of your choosing. You start with a heuristic processor and two appendages of your choice for free. And any droid systems you purchase with these starting credits don't count towards your initial encumbrance. Which is rad. Which is super fucking rad, especially if you're picking out some super flashy droid armor, which can get really, really, really heavy and is welded to your body. Um, Very cool. I couldn't find it mentioned specifically in the rules, and I want to know what others think about this, and you included. I would allow this in my games. The rules mention you can buy uh, droid systems with your starting credits you get from your class. Mm. Would you count these against the encumbrance or would you allow them to, to have no weight penalty? So, so that's the thing. Are you counting further installed, any future installed droid systems with those count towards your encumbrance? I think they should. I, they should. And they do per the rules. What I'm talking about is level one. When you get your starting credits from your class, do you count those as the same as these, where they they don't count towards you? No, work? definitely different. You you those are different. Okay, those so would only, cost you're more. saying you're saying only the thousand credits that you get from a custom droid should count, um, should not count towards your income. Yes, yeah. the same with okay. You cool. know, if I played a standard, if I played a standard astromech droid, and I used my starting credits to buy more droid systems, those would count towards my encumbrance also. Absolutely, I can. I think I can see both sides. Well, then that's about it for your custom droid. Um, we should dive into droid systems right now because that's kind of the the bread and butter the whole reason behind making a custom droid like this oh absolutely uh let me see here so droid systems is an umbrella term that encompasses quite a few things quite a few goodies thankfully they've kind of broken it down into like four main components yeah 
We've got locomotion processors, appendages, and accessories. Accessories themselves being super broad. Just the yeah. broadest of, of descriptors. And there's even DCs associated with installing each of these different droid systems. Um, they're all pretty self-explanatory, except droid accessories, which we'll get into, are just a whole like fucking rainbow of crazy bad shit. Appendages are, you know, arms, legs, shit like that. There's some pretty advanced processors and locomotion systems that are worth looking at, though I don't think we'll have time for them today. Shit like uh, personality downloader is in the processor system where you can just slurp the personality out of a droid. They're highly illegal. Super cool. Designed quickly to suppress an existing droid's personality with a new one. Ooh. Thieves, pirates, smugglers, infiltrators, and other scoundrels occasionally use a personality downloader to take control of an enemy droid for their own use. And there's a lot more here going on with that. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Very expensive, though. I bet BD-1 has one of those installed, huh? Oh, I absolutely. I absolutely believe that. I love that little guy. So talk about peak fucking droid design, BD-1 from Fallen oh, yeah, Order. My God. Compared to, uh, uh, I don't know, this is going to be a hot take. What's the droid from Rise of Skywalker? BB. Oh, uh, Dio. 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 Yeah. Do you like Dio? The little, little hair dryer one. The little wheel hair dryer. I like Dio more than I like BB-8. Actually. Really. I do. Ooh, I do. Oh, that's hot take, Steven. Yeah, I, take. I think I think it's um, <laughs> I think it's BD one, and then Dio, and then BB eight. Really? Oh, I do. Yeah. Where's R two D two on that scale? Oh, R two. Okay, so R two D two. Then BD1, then DO, then BB8. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I... I I like that he looks like a shitty hairdryer taped to a (laughs) wheel. I like like how bad he looks, and I like that he's a little kind of anxious. I like that he talks. Yeah, it's his voice is really funny. Isn't it J.J. Abrams? I think so, yeah. Yeah, DO voice. Oh, yep, J.J. Abrams, it is. It is J.J. Abrams. Yep, I knew it. All right, cool. Well, that was worth my time. Sam, what are some of your favorite droid accessories? My favorite droid accessories. Translator unit. DC-5 translator unit. It has to be the best one. 2,000 credits grants you a DC-5 translator unit. It's a little bit like a slot machine, because when your droid hears... (laughs) Yeah, you can't get them them pre-installed, sadly. Well, like, not not raw, I don't think, but, like, absolutely, you can say, oh, yeah, we're on Rhodia, here's a Rhodes translator unit for 200 credits. Like, that should absolutely be a thing. But, yeah, DC-5 uh, translator unit, your droid hears a new language and then rolls an intelligence check against the DC of their translator unit. If they pass, they know the language because, oh, turns out it was in your translator unit. Uh, if they fail, oh, whoops, sorry, your translator unit doesn't have the language. I would I would rule, as a DM, I would allow, like, a, a re-roll. Like, if someone was trying to teach the droid the language, yeah, I would allow a re-roll. that's a good call. Like, oh, it wasn't fully uploaded to your databanks or whatever, like, something like that, you know? Yeah, make up some weird droid bullshit. I mean, Pull I mean, some <laughs> jargon out and do that. I mean, look at the sequels, they're full of weird droid bullshit. <laughs> C-3PO channels the energy of a Sith or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, man, that was that was a yeah. That was certainly C-3PO a, a, can't a translate moment. Sith because it's illegal or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> what wasn't running with the rebellion for decades illegal too? Like, <laughs> God, I need to go back and watch Rise of Skywalker just so I know. I need to know. Yeah, be my guest, man. Um, one of my favorite droid accessories is the self-destruct system i was gonna say that one too (laughs) i think that one's pretty self-explanatory um let's see here you need need a scomp link scomp holsters classic awesome um hidden holster is great because i mean how else are you going to recreate uh luke wrecking shit on java's sail barge (laughs) at the sarlacc pit without a droid just Oh wait, no, that's oh no, oh, that's no, spring loaded. A that's spring loaded mechanism. That, that's a spring loaded mechanism, which is also fun. The hidden holster is for your badass fourth degree security droid to pull a fucking vibro blade or a blaster pistol out of his wrist pouch and just start Great. wrecking shit. Oh, so good. Free action: the droid can activate the hidden holster, which opens up, providing access to the weapon. The hidden holster provides the benefit of the quick draw feat. Whoa! With whatever weapon the droid is keeping in the hidden holster. The droid can draw or holster the weapon as a swift action. To gain this benefit, the droid must have the feats plus one 
base attack bonus prereq. If you're a fourth degree droid, you should have no problem with that. If you're a fourth degree droid and not a soldier, what what's going on in your head? <laughs> Though, nice. Of course, I can. Could... <laughs> <laughs> He's doing his best, I... Stephen. <laughs> there's there's plenty of space for for an arc uh, a a scout or scoundrel fourth degree droid as well, of course, and and Jedi. I uh, I had a player who played a shard that was an undercover protocol droid, um, a shard Jedi undercover as a normal protocol droid, and she had two hidden holsters, one in each thigh, one for each lightsaber. That's incredible. Uh, I love that. Very, very cool. That's so great. All right, so my custom droid's done. What other droids are there, Steven? So that that's the other option available to us. You can play a limited selection of stock droids. Uh Look through the stat blocks for various NPC droids. It will tell you on there if you can or cannot play them as a character. This is a little underwhelming to me. You know, maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe someone will write in and tell me that we're, we're dead wrong and playing a stock droid is the best thing you can ever do. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold. A lot of them have lacking ability scores. It is interesting to play as a B1 battle droid. Like, that, that's pretty sick. Absolutely. Um, of course. Like, don't get me wrong. If I really wanted to do that, though, I would probably stick with the battle droid chassis option, just because it's gives me a little bit more customizability. It's it's um, it's more powerful, it, and not even like especially more powerful, just on the same level as all the other yeah, species as options. Yeah, like normal yeah. stuff. Well, so with with stock droids, you take the stats that they have pre existing, right? Yeah, you get those ability scores, and so you more often get than not, all the eights that they have. <laughs> That yeah, if you the, did point by, or if you did a stat array, you wouldn't have an eight. And of course, stock droids are still subject to the the variety of customization that the droids have. You can still like weld on as many droid systems as your GM will allow, but it's not it's not terribly awesome. IMO. I have a couple bits of text here from the the rules on stock droids that are worth noting. The droid you select can have no more than three levels in the non-heroic class or one level in any heroic class. If the droid you select has only one or two levels in the non-heroic class, you may choose to add one level in a heroic class of your choice. This adds 1,500 credits to your droid's final cost. The final cost of your droid, including any necessary adjustments for a processor for adding a level in a heroic class, cannot exceed 5,000 credits. You may add droid accessories or replace droid systems as you see fit as long as your final cost remains within this limit. You do not get to keep any unspent credits, but you still gain the appropriate starting credits according to Heroic Class. So, a whole lot of words to say that you have these limits if you want to start with a Heroic Class. I, this is so, like... Or... Just play you can a just choose a droid chassis, chassis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and naturally, of course, this is the core rulebook. They did not have the option to play a droid chassis. Mm, but That's fair. In, 20, in 2022... Don't play a stock droid. Play a chassis, just because I think you'll get... Because, obviously, it's it's cool to play an astromech or, like, an R2 unit or a B1 battle droid, or I even wrote here, play the Star Tours droid. You can play as the droid in the OG, like, Star Tours ride. Do you remember him? <laughs> yeah, he's in, like, one of the... I- one of the one of the bus driver droids or like the shuttle droids. Exactly. Yeah. He he has he has a stat block and you can play as him and he has some pretty cool like special unique uh features of his own that are that are fun. But yeah, play a droid chassis, man. Just just do it. But Steven, there's what? There's one final droid I want to play as. <laughs> yes, this was the, the third and a half or fourth option we, we alluded to earlier. I can play as a replica droid. <laughs> You can be the sexy, badass android of your dreams. <laughs> really? Why would I want to be that? Why? Why, Steve? I don't know. Why? Maybe you want to be a sexy android. Maybe maybe you're really into near Automata. I don't know. Like, uh, you're killing me here. <laughs> What's cool about the replica droid is they are... They were introduced in Threats of the Galaxy. Pretty fun. The book, rather. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, the book. Not, what else? Not actual be? threats to the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> the replica droids are real, and they're coming for you. What's cool about the replica droids is they get bonus equipment, and they're treated more or less like a normal species, which is kind of yeah. weird. But they still get droid traits, and they do operate as if they were fourth degree droids. Uh, 
They are constructed with two of the following systems as bonus equipment. Internal comlink, dark vision, diagnostics package, improved sensor package, internal storage, and translator unit DC-15. Which is pretty cool, starting out, considering other, you know, other 4th degree droids, usually you wouldn't start with the translator unit. You'd have to uh, buy one, additionally. Yeah, absolutely. They get a bonus feat, uh, conditional bonus feat. They get skill-focused deception if they're trained in deception. Because pretty cool. they're attempting to pass as a different species, which is kind of cool. Pretty sneaky. Yeah. Um, looks looks here, like you said, they operate as a fourth degree droid normally, except they ignore the maintenance requirement. Yes. But they have, and they have all the immunities imparted to them by the normal droid traits. Pretty great. Uh, you can also be a medium or small replica droid, it says right here. Yes, so they can stay on forever and not have to, you know, those hundred hours don't mean anything. <laughs> I guess that's weird. <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of detractors online for replica droids saying like, they're not very star Wars. Um, and I, I happen to agree when we see droids in star Wars, they're almost always immensely prominent. Like droids are a droids are objects in yeah, the star Wars universe. Like according to most people, like they, they are objects. They should be treated like objects in your games uh, for better or worse. Really? Though don't, don't make your player character uncomfortable. <laughs> Droids, there, there are stuff in the system about, you know, droid rights, and uh, yeah. there's different, like, kind of, uh, what's the one thing for? Organizations in the Star Wars universe that are advocators of droid rights, it's stuff like that. Yeah, it's worth looking into, and, and this should all kind of be part of your conversation with your player or with your, your game master about uh, playing a droid, because you're going to be filling a role that is very different from just your average player, and that that's, like, the, the big strength of... Um, of playing as a droid and swissy. You Absolutely. have to be prepared for the cantina owner saying we don't serve their kind here and that you will be forced to wait outside. And and maybe maybe harassed by some fucking Jawas. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, man. I can't imagine playing a droid, all droid party on Tatooine. Just like the Jawa oh. escape. <laughs> <laughs> Disassembled by nightfall. All right, Steven, I've got my droid built. Um, what if I want to play a third degree droid, but I don't want to be pacifistic? You know what, Sam? It's a great question, and it's a question that is answered by the Saga Edition Force Unleashed Campaign Guide, a lovely little book, with the Independent Droid Prestige class. kind of stands out on its own because its minimum level requirement is only the third level, meaning for your fourth character level, you can take Independent Droid. The other requirements are trained and use computer. If you're a droid and you're not trained and use computer, I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> you must have... <laughs> You must have a heuristic processor, and hey, you must be a droid. Droids, independent droids at their first level gain sapience, which reads as the following. Independent droids can choose to have their droid immunities not to apply to any mind-affecting effects, allowing them to benefit from mind-affecting abilities that provide positive effects. Additionally, independent droids have permanently disabled their behavioral inhibitor, enabling them to take any desired action they wish. Pinocchio, baby. Fucking free boy. Cut my strings, baby. Furthermore, independent droids are immune to the effects of restraining bolts. Um, I always like to imagine the independent droid that is fitted with a restraining bolt and it deceptively pretends to go along with the <laughs> restraining only to pull a blaster rifle out and get the job done. Uh, second level and every even level beyond that, they get independent spirit. They gain the ability to assert their independence and protect themselves from harm. Once per encounter, an independent droid can grant themselves a morale bonus to any defense score, their choice, against a single skill check or attack roll as a reaction. The bonus is equal to one half the independent droid's class level rounded down. That's pretty cool, Steven. It's pretty fucking cool. Not to mention there is a plethora of just absolutely insanely good and delicious talent trees. You have the autonomy talent tree, the elite droid talent tree, and the specialized droid talent tree. Um, yeah, that's awesome, Steven. I think there's more kind of droid meat for us to work off of, uh, for next week. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I agree. Um, we have a lot here. Droids are a whole world on their own and I can't wait to come back to it with input from our beloved audience. And I'm sure plenty of folks have lots to say about droids. Are you ready, Steven, for the part of the show that we talk about? How we appreciate you listening and we want more emails. You appreciate me listening? No, the listener, dumbass. 
Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, we, as we always say, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening each and every week. Um, we just hit 750 total streams. Yeah. Um, um, like that was like last night and we didn't even upload last week. That was incredible. Yeah. Just, just amazing. Uh, we can't be more grateful. The inbox is looking a little dry folks. This is the era of discord. And I feel like we go through like four episodes worth of discussion on discord in like 30 minutes, just cause that's how it is. Yeah. But please reach out either on discord to us on, over email on Reddit, just stuff you want to see on the show. We are always happy to oblige. Don't forget, you know, Apple podcasts, reviews, Spotify, super easy for those, you know, those five stars or those one stars. If you think we deserve them. But please reach out if you think we deserve <laughs> yeah, this. We, much, we, we, I would we, much rather address <laughs> your problems directly than see the one-star review. We got lots of great stuff in the pipeline for the podcast. I think something very exciting is coming next week. And then within the next couple of weeks, I'm hoping to get a republished edition of my Hex Crawl, Hex Crawl Guide up on the Patreon, exclusive for them, uh, probably for the first six months or so. Rad! Um, yeah, love you guys. Love our patrons. Thank you so much for keeping the show alive, yes. keeping it afloat. And don't forget, um, email us at darktimesswse at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at darktimesswse. Fuck yeah. Let's get back to it. Well, Sam, it's time for a build, I think. Build time. And we're going to go over a build that was sent in actually quite a while ago. Um, and then we're going to have something a little different. Yeah, a little different. Let's check so, this build out, Steven. This was sent in by Ben. Uh, he has this, this was sent in on Thursday, December 16th. So Ben, we're finally getting around to it. Um, this was a multi-attack character and we did that episode on multi-attacking and he was inspired to send in his own. Um, let's take a look here. I'll read directly from his email. Cause I think he does a pretty good job of breaking it down. This is a level uh, 20 level build by man. Oh yeah, looks like level level twenty build. Sure enough, he's a Jedi whose sole job is to attack as many times as possible and damage the big bats condition track. Not one time so far have I cared about damage output. Granted, focusing on multiple attacks does require a few levels to be truly deadly. But when you get there, it can be a nightmare for the GM to deal with. But anything high level can be a nightmare. Fair point. Fair point. I st- very very fair point. This is the interesting thing. I didn't actually know you could do this until I read this build. Started with a four-armed near-human. Did you know if you if you choose to be a near-human, you can just pick up an extra set of arms? Yep. You can just pick up an extra set of arms as a near-human. Absolutely, that's, you that's can. That's so cool. It reduces the penalties for multiple attacks by two, just straight up. Because you're wielding each um, uh, each weapon in two hands. Yep, yep. Just nuts. Uh, fucking General Kenobi, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll read more from our friend Ben here. The idea is that you get the target flat-footed in some way. Blind or exposing strike will do it. Unbalancing block is my preferred method because it frees up my entire round for attacks. So, standard attack is four attacks with dual weapon flourish two. Move action to attack with improved move light object. Bring it to five attacks. <laughs> Bringing in improved move light object into this is just so funny because that means not only is he coming at you with a crazy lightsaber flourish, he's also like throwing a like tin can at your head at the same time. <laughs> Which is just so, so, so funny. Finish with quickened power and saber swarm brings you up to seven attacks. At 20th level, this is all done at a minus two attack penalty for the first four attacks and no penalty for the move object attack. The saber swarm will be at minus seven for the base power activation. This will give you a 50-50 to get Four more attacks with Fortune's Favor. <laughs> I knew Dear it. Dear God. I knew it. I knew Fortune's Favor would show up here eventually. The four attacks are an additional minus two to attacks, but you were looking for a crit fisher anyway. You know what, Ben? I was. <laughs> These four attacks are somewhere in the neighborhood of a 30% chance for an additional crit. Also, all seven attacks are doing condition track if you did the block. I think he means unbalancing block there. And each melee is at double decks for damage from having four arms to two-hand each lightsaber. I'm curious about your thoughts on this build. We are currently level 9, and the free extra attack with dual weapon flourish is quite nice. I love this, Steven, because one... Yeah, I I love this. <laughs> I, I, I love seeing players be like, I'm playing this character, uh, we're at level 9, but here's what I have planned for level 20. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Seriously, it's no. It's so great. It's, 
it's a level of meticulousness that, and and just I don't know respect for the build that I appreciate. Um, it kind of reminds me of our friend is um is making that pilot that is taking as many starship maneuvers <laughs> as humanly possible, and and they have they have twenty no 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 sorry they have ten at level five uh, including the, the t- two free ones I gave you just so so funny, um, amazing yeah I asked him I asked Ben here a long time ago if he had any cool stories for us for this ridiculous multi attacker but uh. He said so far nothing of note. I wonder if that's changed. Ben, if you're out there, if you're still listening, uh, please update us on, on this build. Absolutely. Because I, I really want to know more about this guy. Steven, I want to give you the build breakdown on this. Just like the level What's breakdown. The... So okay, we're looking at breakdown. five levels of Jedi, three levels okay. of Scoundrel, five levels of Melee favorite. Duelist, <laughs> <laughs> five levels of Jedi Knight, and then two levels of Jedi Master. <laughs> What is this guy's story? I need to it's know. So Where did great. he come from? It's so great. Oh, I would hate to. This guy's just, he's just fast. He's just fucking swanging at you. Oh, he's got Vapod too, of course. Yeah, of course. You need Vapod. Got the triple attack, improved move light object, multi attack proficiency lightsaber. There we go. Ben, this was the exact kind of crazy bullshit I love featuring on the show. So uh, everyone out there, please keep it coming. Do you have a, do you have a build that made your GM roll his eyes? Send it our way, because I want to roll my eyes at it, too. Um, well, Steven. What's up? Yes, we want to hear those GM eye-rolling roll, builds, but we also have a specific thing we're asking. Oh, that's week. right. Did you catch word from the Empire? You know, I was, bra- I was browsing the whole net earlier, and there's a new bounty out there. There's a new bounty Can out there. See that? And we need your help, listener, to bring him to justice or whatever, or recruit him to the Rebellion. Depending on what his story is, <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you want. But the Steven, thing is, we need to find this guy. Stephen and I are looking for a level ten droid build. We're keeping it a little loose, a little loose here. Yeah, this is a build contest. In case you couldn't tell, we want your best level ten droid you can imagine. Find a niche for him, whether that's like espionage, skill monkey. That's all- yeah, skill monkey, all out assault, security droid, like HK forty seven style. Like grab uh, and melee attacks. Oh, yeah, a, a grappler. If you're if you're insane so like that, we want to see your droid. You, it's got to have levels in an independent droid. Absolutely. Has to. Um, I don't care how many, but it's got to, and he's got to be level ten. Um, we want to see how this goes. You guys have two weeks. Uh, you'll hear this on the twenty fifth of January. That means you will have until, let's say, I don't know, Sunday the 6th of February. Get us your build by, I don't know, 11.59 p.m. that day. And uh, we'll take a look. I want to I wanna feature a whole host of, of, uh, of characters. This will be kind of a nice build um, gallery. I think. And I like to think that, you know, level 10 uh, heroic characters make great mini-bosses for players. They do. They do. They do. They're v- extremely versatile. It's right in that Goldilocks zone of build usability. And I, I'm just having a blast. Yeah. And we'll also take, you know, backstory, anything like that. Anything cool. Oh yeah. Any cool, any cool idea the for these droids? Absolutely. I'd love to hear it. Make it fit into the universe, man. We want to hear it. We want to hear your droid. Um, please. Steven, I have a little surprise for you. Oh shit. What is it? Uh, I remember a couple episodes ago, I gave you that really cool piece of, of Star Wars trivia regarding the clone troopers pretending to be Jedi and Revenge of the Sith that got cut. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've got some more Star Wars trivia. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah, I have one more piece for you today. Did you know George Lucas's first pick for Obi-Wan's original actor was Toshiro Mifune of Seven Samurai in Hidden Fortress uh, fame? No way. Is, <laughs> yeah. that, is that like the main guy? Yeah. Oh, my God. He was <laughs> He wanted him to Wait, play Wait, that would have been awesome. That would have been really cool. That would have been, been fucking sick. Holy shit. I mean, yeah. of course, Alec Guinness's performance is iconic. Oh, absolutely. Like, that that would have been a whole Can you imagine world. That? I bet there's a deep fake out there. There's got to be. It would have been a lot more overt with the um with the uh um gosh, what's his name? The director of those lovely movies. Oh yeah, Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Yeah, it would have been a lot more overt with the with the Kurosawa influences. I think. In, oh, in absolutely. Involved, if you had um, one of the actors from Major Kurosawa, yeah, <laughs> yeah it totally would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to the show, and thank you, Stephen, for being a part of the show. Uh, hey Sam, I can't. I, I appreciate you and, and our audience so much. The Dark Times is produced and edited by me, Sam. Stephen is my co-host. 
Uh, you can email us at darktimesswse at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at darktimesswse. Stephen, do you have a quote for us this week? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? Is that a... Uh... <laughs> that Count Dooku? Fuck! <laughs> Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. <laughs> Good night. Coca-Cola. 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 Are you, are you liking that? Oh yeah, it's great. It's going to go in the podcast. Okay. Coca-Cola. Um.